What's up, Dub Nation? This is the Weekly Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast. Sports Ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here. Warriors coming off of a thrilling 121 to 115 win over Orlando. We've got a whole bunch to get into today, so let's just jump right into it. Orlando has um, some, you know, quick quick little interesting facts. Uh, Orlando's actually the tallest team in the league, whereas no surprise, the Warriors are actually the smallest. Um, and it certainly showed tonight as Orlando beat the Warriors on the glass, uh, 51-53, and uh, 16 to nine on offensive boards. And, and in the first half, at least, I think much less so in, in the second half, but in the first quarter and, and first half, especially, it, it just felt like the Warriors offensively didn't have a lot going, weren't hitting a lot of shots, not making a lot of threes, and their reliance on second chance points, getting rebounds, fighting for those offensive rebounds, extra possessions, the Magic just did a good job of holding the Warriors off the glass. Meanwhile, on the other end of the floor, Warriors doing a good job defensively against Orlando, who is just not really known as a jump shooting team. They just love to drive, attack, get into the paint. The Warriors doing a really great job of contesting and forcing misses, but it was Orlando just all over the place in the first half, getting offensive rebounds and uh, multiple looks against, uh, against the Warriors and oftentimes converting on the second chance points. Um, all in all though, you know, Warriors held out in this one and, and it was a clutch game, uh, just hovering. It was about four point, a four point lead with about five minutes to go and Warriors held on to this one. It definitely, you know, Warriors got down 10 too early and Steve Kerr called a timeout and then they got back into things. And after that point, it was just a very neck and neck close game. And then Steph Curry really took over in the fourth quarter down the stretch, helping put away this uh, Magic team that just had contributions up and down their roster. Uh, Franz Wagner and Ben Caro had 25 and 27 respectively. They had uh, Mo Wagner off the bench, only played 15 minutes, but had 12 points. Uh, I think seven of those were in the fourth quarter. He just had a ton of energy and effort plays, drives to the hoop. Even Wiggins couldn't keep him in front. He played exceptionally well. But it was the Warriors with uh, seven players in double figures, as has been the case lately, you know, with this incredibly deep roster. You see that night in, night out. So many guys contributing in the in the scoring column. But really, Steph Curry leading the way with 36 points, 12 of 20 from the field, four threes, six assists, four steals. He is now second in NBA history, Steph Curry, in 30-plus uh, four plus threes and four plus steals in the same game. Uh, James Harden leads the league with uh, 29. And this was a very hard fought game, a game where we saw Steve Kerr go with the same starting lineup that he's gone with the last few games. Steph, Clay, Jonathan Kaminga, Trace Jackson Davis, and, and Chris Paul, but opted to close with Kavon Looney. Looney had a very strong 17 minutes, uh, one of two from the field, three of four from the line, uh, five rebounds, and um, plus 10 in those 17 minutes. So Kavon Looney has just been really struggling on the season. We've been talking about this a lot, typically finding himself 
losing warriors losing um the lead or or kind of losing losing the possession battle when he's on the floor definitely not the case here again plus 10 in his in his 17 minutes this was definitely more of a Kevon Looney type game where you didn't necessarily need Trace Jackson Davis defending the rim or trying to block shots as much as you needed Looney to just battle with the big bodies of of the Orlando Magic. Um, Looney just, you know, really good at, at putting a body on guys, hitting guys, trying to get away with stuff, fight for rebounds, fight for position. And that's exactly what the doctor ordered tonight. So great to see Steve Kerr again being consistent with his word regards to going to the guys and the matchups that are working out game to game. And, um, you know, we mentioned all the guys in double figures, just go through it real quick. Curry had 36, Clay had 15, Kaminga had 19, Jackson Davis had 10, Chris Paul had 12 on three for three from threes. Paul seems like he's heating up from three. Uh, Pods had 10 and Wiggins had 10. So, um, just so much scoring up and down the roster tonight for the Warriors. Obviously, a really great thing when you get everybody involved. But again, can't stress this can't stress this enough. Steph Curry leading the way with 36. A couple other interesting takeaways from this game: the Warriors only 12 turnovers. This is like three games in a row that the Warriors are under 15 turnovers on the night. Orlando had 17. So that is a great sign taking care of the ball you definitely need to value possessions against some of these really stronger teams that um, just don't give you a lot of opportunity um, with their with their smothering defense and then orlando actually won the three-point battle 13 of 35 on threes for the warriors and 14 for 36 for orlando Orlando is one of, if not the worst, three-point shooting team in the league. They shoot the lowest percentage. They take the fewest attempts. You wouldn't know it tonight. Um, Warriors, you know, not a ton of volume on threes, but still 13 of 35 at 37%. It's just not going to cut it for the season. Um, and it was really the fact that they were able to get to the foul line so much. 24 out of 37 Free throws attempted for the Dubs tonight, 65%, an abysmal 65%. Curry missed three free throws. Pods missed three free throws. Wiggins missed three free throws. Chris Paul missed a free throw. Clay, uh, Kaminga missed a free throw. Just so many misses, but you almost doubled in attempts compared to what the Magic shot. So you really give yourself, um, you really build that blanket and... You know, in a six-point game, you can't help but look to the fact that the Warriors had five more points at the foul line than, than the Magic. And when you consider that Orlando had uh, 92 shot attempts to the Warriors' 78, that's 14 more shots on goal, um, but one less make from the field. And um, you see that the Warriors just were much more efficient uh, were able to draw fouls and get to the line, even though they didn't hit their free throws at a high clip, and even though they weren't making threes. But reducing your turnovers gave them what they needed to hold on at home against a very tough uh, Orlando Magic team. So another thing that I'm sure you know everybody wants to continue to harp on and look at the rotation and minutes. Um. This has been kind of consistent 
but Curry led the way with 35. Clay only had 25 minutes. Uh, GP2 had 10. GP2 would get hurt in the third quarter, actually, and uh, would not return. Um, it looked like a really bad right hamstring injury. He was really upset walking to the locker room through his headband. Steve Kerr mentioned after the game, uh, they don't know how serious it is, but they hope that it's a short-term injury. Just really, really tough, tough luck. Um, really, really unfortunate for GP2. He had just missed 13 games. This was his second game back, just getting back into the swing of things. And then you go on and get yourself hurt again. So uh, big blow for the Warriors, but it's next man up. And GP2 looked great out there in his 10 minutes, by the way. It was really him in the second unit. Well, first of all, Steve Kerr went to GP2, first man off the bench in this game. And you can see why. This was a defensive battle. And GP2 was just all over the place, defending guards and wings and forwards, um, contesting shots at the rim, making the right plays. Got a bunch of threes, couldn't convert on any of those, ended up going one for five from the field but plus 10 in 10 minutes with only two points. So um, he was definitely involved in making winning plays and uh, winning Warriors basketball. Back to the minutes. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis started again. He had 23. We mentioned this earlier. Kevon Looney, 17 minutes, closed the game, and it seemed like, like the right choice. Obviously, it, it led to the Warriors pulling out a victory, and uh, I thought Trace played pretty well in this one. Um, he had 10 points, minus one in his 23 minutes, but this was just not a game to go above the rim. This was more of Looney's type of matchup in game. A lot of banging and bumping, uh, a big grown man's type of um, game in the paint. And all the more impressive for uh, Clay Thompson, who, again, only played 25 minutes, but... Um, had 15 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, but I'm mostly impressed with, with Thompson's defense. In the first half, he didn't really have it go, and he picked up a bunch of fouls. But in the second half, he really stepped it up against Bancaro and matched up with him, um, Wagner as well, and just you can see Clay really trying to work defensively, and, um, and when he's able to defend some of these bigger, bulkier forwards, power forwards, it really seems to be Clay's kind of calling card. And especially when he's disciplined and isn't reaching and picking up a bunch of fouls. I think he had three fouls in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Clay is able to make an impact, and, and you see that. I mean, 15 points for Clay in 25 minutes, that's that's a good basketball. You don't, you know, you don't necessarily you're gonna need Clay out there for 36 minutes. So um I love that, you know, Kerr was able to get the most out of Clay in those minutes and um and continue to allow the other guys to step in and contribute we already talked about this but jonathan kaminga uh 19 points he had he played uh 34 minutes that was second on the team um i'd probably have to go back i'm not sure if that's actually a career high for him in minutes played i don't think so but certainly up there i think that's definitely probably a season high uh, Kaminga was just all over the place, 19 and 6 with 4 assists, 2 blocks, 4 of 5 from the line, 1 of 5 from 3, 7 of 14 from the field. Kaminga easily probably could have had um, 6, 7, 8 assists because he was setting up his teammates all night, but it was Curry and Thompson really struggling to hit shots in the first half 
um, at least from distance. And uh, Kaminga was just playing really well, really strong floor game, picking up defensively, grabbing rebounds, making the right reads, attacking aggressively, um, spotting up for threes when it felt like it was the right time in the within the offense. Overall, just really impressed with his game. And you can see Steve Kerr agreed and uh, rewarded him with a lot more minutes at the expense of Andrew Wiggins, who didn't necessarily have a bad game in his own right, but Kaminga had it going. Wiggins, four of seven from the field, one of three from three, one of three from the line, three rebounds and two steals. He had 10 points, minus three in 21 minutes. After the game, Jonathan Kaminga credited Steve Kerr's Steve Kerr for his trust for allowing him to take his game to new heights this season. And you can really feel like Kaminga is starting to figure it out. Uh, sure, he just had that game recently where he had six turnovers in, in the second quarter, but young players learning and developing, feeling out the game. Um, and you just really saw Jonathan recognize the moment, the matchup, the team, the Orlando Magic with a lot of big forwards, or, um, you know, very, very aggressive and strong defensively, and it didn't seem to bother Kaminga at all. He shed whatever defenders were in front of him, and if it weren't for, you know, one of five shooting from three, he would have, um, you know, obviously his his field goal percentage would be that much better. So um, Jonathan Kaminga looked really comfortable out there. He was making the right reads, making the right plays, a very nice floor game and overall balance between being aggressive and attacking the rim himself as well as finding his teammates. Again, only four assists, which um, was second on the team. He tied Chris Paul with four. Curry led the team with six. Uh, but that easily could have been eight uh, by my count, if not if not closer to 10, because he was really setting up his teammates um, in the second half. Moses Moody got a DNP. Um, this is kind of what was expected with GP2 back. Now that GP2 is going to be out, maybe that opens the door for Moody to crack into the rotation. Uh, Steve Kerr did not obviously go to Moody in this game, uh, even with GP2 exiting. So that's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and how that situation unfolds. Obviously, the Warriors have this incredibly deep roster and only so many minutes to go around. Last but not least, Dario Saric. Uh... Tonight was not his night. 14, uh, 14 minutes, two points, one of three from the field, 0 for 1 from three, two turnovers. He was a, a team worst minus eight with Chris Paul, surprisingly. Um, even though Chris Paul had 12 points, Chris Paul was also a minus eight. So um, Sarich just wasn't his night, wasn't his matchup. Orlando was big. He had uh, one really nice kind of pivot move up and under layup um that was you know highlight real worthy but otherwise just not you know couldn't really get much going offensively a couple times tried to set up his teammates turned the ball over uh did not feel like a game where Kerr wanted to go Trace Jackson Davis and Saric at the same time and uh this you know Kavon Looney got the lion's share of minutes behind uh, Jackson Davis at the five spot so Warriors have to feel good about riding the ship against this Orlando Magic team after dropping their last two games against the Dallas Mavericks and Miami Heat. Now they are 16 and 17, just one game behind 500. 
they've got the Nuggets and Pistons coming up on a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. So the home games come, you know, the home games keep coming and the Warriors need to build off of this momentum and take advantage. They're going to be facing a very good Denver Nuggets team um, who they just nearly lost to on Christmas Day. I'm sure the Warriors will be looking for some revenge. I'm sure uh, Jonathan Kaminga is going to be ready to continue taking his game uh, to new heights. We'll be anxiously waiting some injury updates and news on GP2 and the extent of his injury and uh, more Warriors basketball to come. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.